0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another wonderful edition of Skill Building Sunday here live on the Reinventing the Tattoo Network. It is Sunday, November 19th. It is 1 p.m. And I am your host, Jason Leeser, and I will be uh, hosting today. Um, And if this is working for you in the comments and in the chats, please tag a friend who loves tattoos. Um, I'm trying out a new platform today, so I'm hoping everything is going through. All right. And everyone can hear me. Um, please let me know if you cannot hear me, uh, as that would be greatly appreciated. Um, and welcome to Guy Aitchison's reinventing the tattoo community where tattooers, apprentices, collectors, and the curious are encouraged to join in these live streams, real world events to share and inspire and ultimately create better art and tattoos together. We beam out nearly every day and with your help have evolved into a quality network of amazing live and on-demand tattoo and art shows that have all been receiving rave reviews. You can find Reinventing the Tattoo in both of the App Stores, the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store, as well as our Reinventing the Tattoo YouTube channel, our Reinventing the Tattoo Roku channel, which has 12 to 15 episodes going at any given time, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, as well as all of the major podcast directories such as Apple and Spotify. Or you can do what most people do and just pull up your web browser and do a quick search for Reinventing the Tattoo and you'll find it all, except for the book, which is still currently out of print. So if you come across a copy, please let me know. I would like to purchase it. No matter where you were watching, live or on demand, you can always get the latest and greatest, most up-to-date event information, all available at www.reinventingthetattoo.com. You can try it out for free. You do not have to subscribe right away. You can try a sample webinar from the Reinventing the Tattoo Canon, or you can get some free advice from Guy Aitchison about your unique goals, or you can take a comprehensive tattoo history course from Jay Brown for fellow tattoo history nerds such as myself highly recommend the tattoo history course it's absolutely incredible 100 recommend it um, but the other options are also very 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 good at reinventingthetattoo.com you can also find a full event schedule with full weekly and special event live stream details for example if you wanted to join into today's live stream you could very easily go to the calendar Click on the link and join in live with me today. You can also find access to the Reinventing 24-7 channel, which is a lot like our Roku channel. It's got 13 different episodes playing at any given time, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, as well as a whole host of professional development courses from over 20 world-class tattoo artists. Um, once again, if this is working for you, please let me know in the comments and in the chats and please tag a friend who loves tattoos. We have a number of weekly staple shows that we always encourage people to tune into, starting off on Sundays at 1 p.m. with me, Jason Leeser, and the Skill Building Sunday drawing group. And that's followed on Mondays with four separate shows. Starting off at 9 a.m. Monday morning, we have drawing for tattooers with James Wisdom, which I highly recommend taking. Um, where we go through and we discuss basic drawing techniques and strategies to help us get back to our roots of being a fine artist. Um, Highly recommend it. Uh, It's a great way to go back through and revisit those fundamental art philosophies and techniques that really help us create better art. Following Drawing for Tattooers with James Wisdom at 9 a.m. at 11 a.m., We have the Tattoo Weekly with Gabe Ripley, Lauren Gregory, and Jake Meeks from the Fireside Tattoo Network, where we go through and we discuss current events in the tattoo industry. Um, This is a great way to go through and stay on top of all of the new legislation being passed, any new current events coming up, um, anything that might significantly impact the tattoo industry as a whole. Following that, at 5 p.m. on Monday evenings, we have Let's Talk About Feelings with Robbie Ripple, where we have a nice, safe space to go to to discuss all different types of topics that maybe we can't really discuss with people that aren't really a part of this industry. Um, Highly recommend you take a look at that if you're looking to go through and talk about different stuff going on in life, being a tattoo artist or being a tattoo apprentice. It's a great place to go to kind of vent and get some feedback from other people that have been in similar situations. Following all of that, Monday evenings at 9 p.m., we have a subscribers exclusive drawing group with Sandy McAndrew from the Reinventing the Tattoo Network. And this drawing group is only available if you have a Reinventing the Tattoo Canon subscription or a Reinventing the Tattoo Evolution subscription. Um, It is specifically for subscribers. But each week we go through and we cover a different topic in the Reinventing the Tattoo Canon. Um, I can tell you 100% from my own experience that taking these Monday night courses alone is absolutely incredible. Well worth whatever price you might pay for the subscription. Um, highly recommend it. It's really helped me out along the way. Um, it's helped me to be accountable for you know showing up on time and improving myself and it's an absolutely great resource. Following that, on Wednesdays at 12 noon, we have the Tattoo Now show with Gabe Ripley, where we get to go through and do a deeper dive into the business aspect of tattooing, whether that's marketing or advertising or um, trying to recruit new clients, or maybe you work at a studio and you're trying to hire a new artist. Um, All of those topics and more dealing with the business side of tattooing are discussed during the Tattoo Now show with Gabe Ripley. Capping off the week, Thursday evenings at 6 p.m., we have the Tattoo Collecting 101 podcast uh, with Fawn Baker, and that is an absolutely great place to go to discuss different types of tattoo collections and stories that we might acquire along the way of collecting our tattoos. We do have a special event coming up, um, and that would be Sunday, December 3rd. Well, the whole weekend of the first, second, and third of December, Reinventing the Tattoo will be live from the International Puerto Rico Tattoo Convention Um, in beautiful San Juan, Puerto Rico. We will be joined by James Wisdom, Seth Mushrush, who you may have seen on here in previous episodes, uh, Fast Alley uh, from Lost and Found Tattoo in New Jersey, Jimmy D'Alessio, Bill Canales, the Dragon King from San Diego, Fibs. The entire Tex family will be in attendance, and that's just a few of the incredible artists that will be attending the International Puerto Rico Tattoo Convention, and I personally am booking appointments now. So if you want to get in, you live in the Puerto Rico area, um, or if you live on the island, by all means, hit me up, let me know, and I'd be happy to go through and get you an appointment would like to go through and take a quick second to thank some of our sponsors and some of the people that make these uh, shows happen starting off with WorldTattooEvents.com, the largest most comprehensive resource for tattoo events worldwide they're constantly keeping everything updated as we know conventions are getting rescheduled like crazy in this post-pandemic era so please if you want the latest most up-to-date information coming to a city or town near you or maybe it's one you would like to visit Go through and take a look at worldtattooevents.com for the most up-to-date tattoo event calendar worldwide. would also like to say thank you to TattooNow.com, technology for tattooers, the leading edge in professional development, management, and digital tools for tattooers of all levels. They're constantly keeping everything upgraded and competitive with any type of CRM mailing list or scheduling software out there. And they are the number one resource for digital tools to help you get your work out there. Um, And I say this because I've seen their results. Uh, It is absolutely incredible. These guys are the number one uh, resource for digital tools to help you get more clients through the door to get the kind of tattoos that you really want to do. So take a look at TattooNow.com. And of course, this wouldn't be Reinventing the Tattoo without a very big thank you and um, mention of Guy Aitchison at GuyAitchison.com. He is the founder and inspiration behind Reinventing the Tattoo. You can go to GuyAitchison.com to pick up a copy of his Biomech Encyclopedia, some of his DVDs. I think he still has a few custom coil machines for sale on his website countless fine art prints, and occasionally the original oil painting, all available at GuyAchison.com. I would also like to say a very quick thank you and hello to the Apprenticeship Diaries with Amy Nichols, uh, the number one resource for tattoo apprentices and apprentice hopefuls. So take a look at the Apprenticeship Diaries. Um, uh, Where was I? Uh, Yes. As always, uh, if you like today's episode, we ask that you hit that like and subscribe button down at the bottom of the page. Um, And please post a positive review on the channel. Help us get the word out. Recommend it to all of your coworkers, friends, etc. If you would like to host a Reinventing the Tattoo event, become a sponsor of our community. Or if you are looking for a fine art or a tattoo critique, you can always email management at reinventingthetattoo.com. And we will get back to you just as soon as we can and uh looks like we've got um james wisdom with us today james are you still there you can't see your video but i do see your name listed i'm wondering if you were there well maybe james will be returning to uh join us in just a few minutes um Never really know, we are trying out a new platform today, so if we experience any technical difficulties or glitches, I do sincerely apologize. Um, Today's topic, something that I really wanted to discuss and something that I I wanted to kind of follow up on, uh, I believe it was from last week or the week before, where we started talking about raising our rates um, and what we should charge and things of that nature. Um, and today is going to kind of reflect on that. Um, I've had one or two people reach out to me and ask me some questions about, you know, well, you know, how do I know what I'm worth, right? You know, how do I know how much to charge? How do I know, um, you know, what, what I should be, you know, valuing my work at? Um, and today's topic is very simply put, realizing personal value. OK, when you realize your personal value, um, it can really do a lot to help you go through and personally justify, um, you know, why you deserve to charge X amount of dollars. Right. Um, and it's something that, you know, I've talked to a, a more than a handful of people about and. You know, it's something that I think we all need to revisit every now and then. And I think one of the best ways to go through and do that is to go through and take a pencil and a piece of paper and literally make a list. Um, Make a list of all of the things that you have done to improve where you're at and to improve your skills. Right. Maybe it's attending seminars. Maybe it's attending the Paradise Tattoo Gathering. Um, maybe it's online classes or seminars that you've purchased. Um, you know, like any number of different on-demand, you know, learn, you know, this technique kind of courses. Um, yeah, you know, maybe it's travel. Maybe you've had the experience of going out and um, doing a guest spot with Ali and Pete over at Lost and Found Tattoo and learning. From them about their experiences with Philip blue and how he tattoos. Maybe you've gone out and gotten tattooed by Philip. Maybe you've gotten tattooed by James or Anthony Tex or Fibs or you know Steve Butcher or you know any number of absolutely incredible artists. And you've taken the time to invest into that, and you've gotten tattooed, and you've learned, and you've come away with more skills from that experience. Um, maybe it's people in your network that you can call upon at any given time to ask for their advice or some help or, um, you know, just pick their brains about different things. You know, uh, recently I went through my own phone and I started, I went through my whole phone book and I started to create a new contact list of, you know, really incredible tattoo artists whose phone numbers I've acquired over the years that I can call upon for advice at any given time. Um, And it really kind of made me stand back and say, wow, I can call this guy and ask them questions. That's awesome. That's incredible. Like, you know, why am I not reaching out to that person more often to, for advice, even if it's just on a painting or a sketch or, you know, lighting or a color choice, um, you know, utilize your network utilize your resources and that's going to add value to who you are what you can charge and where you're at um you know make a list of all of the different things that have impacted the way that you do things um you know i for example invested quite a bit of money in the past few years in uh you know the reinventing the tattoo course then I did the Explorer Tattoo Conference. I've done the Paradise Gathering for several years in a row. Um, you know, I frequently travel out to a lot of different conventions and go through and I pick the brains of certain artists who whose work really stands out to me to try to understand and get a better grasp of what can I do to improve my work so that it stands out not necessarily like theirs, but maybe I can utilize some of the knowledge that they've gained to make my work stand out and bring my work up to another level. Well, that's a value add, right? And today we're talking about personal value. So that's an additional value that you can bring to the table. And all of these things can also reflect, maybe it's time for you to switch studios, you know, staying where you are forever might be great for some people, you know, maybe it's time to move on. Maybe you've been at the same studio for five years or 10 years. And, you know, it's not that you don't like those people anymore, but maybe you feel like there's not much more you can really pick up or learn from at, in that environment. Well, that's a pretty good way to tell whether or not it's time for you to switch it up. Um, but these are all things that you can also use and you can also take to the table. Say you're interviewing for a new tattoo studio position. At a different studio, great. You can turn around and you can use all of these things as value adds for what you bring to the table at that studio. You know, um, think of it almost like a a CV or a resume, right? Of skills that you've acquired, things that you've learned, people that you've networked with. Um, and that is a value add that are th- that is things and that is knowledge that you can then bring to the table to go through and say yes I am worth this much you know or maybe it's negotiating a uh, new percentage um, or a new studio rate with whoever the owner of the studio is you can go through and you can leverage this information and you can say I have done X Y and Z to bring value to myself that makes me more valuable and thus I deserve you know maybe a higher percentage or a lower booth rental um because I now have those skills that are going to draw in more clients um and that's a value add you know but once again sit down make a list um I make lists all the time it's great you should see my work table here where I podcast it's literally covered with sticky notes and pads um i write things down so i don't forget them because i forget lots of things so um but you know it's it's also a good thing to go through and do because and i like to do it every now and then maybe once or twice a year i'll sit down and i'll make a list of accomplishments i've made artwork i've created um, you know, people that I've met that have influenced the way that I do things, lessons that I've learned, whether the hard way or the easy way, doesn't really matter. Uh, Make a list once or twice a year. It's going to help not only your confidence, but it's going to help you keep track of your progress, right? And in this life, and you can ask any tattoo artist out there, If we are not progressing, if we are not trying to advance who we are, our skills, um, our knowledge base, everything like that. If we are not trying to advance that, if we are not trying to increase that, then we will be falling behind. Um, It does require a lot of work. It does. That's just the bottom line. Um, The harder you work and the more skills you acquire and the better you become the more valuable you will be and the more you can charge there's a direct correlation to raising your rates and what are you doing to value that to say yes i am worth this much money um whether it's raising your rates from you know $100 an hour to uh $125 an hour which is still a very very reasonable rate um you know this is one of the ways that you can justify that cost. Um, you know, and sometimes people will go through and they'll look at it and they'll say, okay, um, you know, I've been tattooing for 15 years or 20 years or 25 years or 30 years or whatever. Um, that gives me X amount of experience and that allows me to go through and charge this much money because I've been tattooing for this long. And I have acquired and perfected these skills, which allow me to create these tattoos um, in such a fashion, you know? So it's one of the many ways that you can go through and kind of take a look and justify what your rate is. Now, if you sit down to make this list and you literally don't have maybe half of a sticky note worth of... Things that you've done to really improve yourself, to improve where you are, to improve your skills. If you don't even have half of a sticky note, and I'm talking, you know, small sticky note, not anything big. If you don't even have that, ask yourself, what can you do to add to that? If there's still space at the bottom of the page, what can you do? You know, I'm trying, me personally, I'm trying to work on, you know, building up to a, an entire sticky note, like a big, one of the big guys Um, I'm working my way up to really filling that page up to really going through and saying, Oh, well, I still got a little bit of space here. I can add one more achievement or accomplishment, but be honest with yourself. You know, if you're sitting down and you're saying, well, I made one small five by seven painting this year, you know, that's all I've really done to improve where I am and what I do. Well, take a look at that. What can you do to improve that even further? Um, You know, it takes a lot of self-reflection and it takes a lot of just personal honesty to go through and say, yeah, I'm worth this much money. Um, Yes, I'm worth, you know, X amount of dollars per hour. Yes, I am Uh, you know, I'm traveling to this convention and this is going to be my rate and it's non-negotiable because I am worth this much money. Um, You know, it's one of those situations where we have to sit down with ourselves every now and then have that kind of personal discussion. Um, You know, but all of the things that you do to add value to who you are, and all of the things that you do to make yourself better and the artwork that you produce better than it was before. That's all a value add. Factor that in. You know, keep a list going of all of the different tattoo conventions you've attended, all of the people you've met, um, all of the things that you've learned. Maybe keep like a little notebook, tiny little, you know, three by five, you know, line ruled moleskin notebook or something equivalent. Um keep a list, keep a list going of things that you've picked up from different people. Maybe it's going and meeting people and talking with them and watching them work and asking them questions. Um, Lord knows one of the most influential things that I've ever done was I made the investment one year and I flew out to the London Tattoo Convention back in 2016 and 2017. And I got to take a look at some of these upper echelon people um, and how they were tattooing and what techniques they were using, what equipment they were using, how fast was their hand going? How much pressure were they applying? You know, what was the rate at which they were working? What pigments were they working with? You know, these are all things that I got to walk around and see firsthand, you know, uh, and just take a look at and ask them questions, you know, and of course you do it in a polite manner where you, go up and you say, Hey, do you mind if I watch you for a few minutes and ask you some questions about how you do what you do, why you're using what you're using? Most artists that are out there are more than happy to answer whatever questions you might have. Um, every now and then you do get some people and you see this a lot more frequently at things like tattoo conventions, uh, that are really, really huge. There are certain tattoo artists out there. They do have a little bit of social anxiety um, that might not be willing to answer your questions, but I can almost guarantee you, if you grab their business card, you shoot them an email and you say, Hey, listen, I was the guy that stopped by the booth. Just wanted to ask you some quick questions about what you were using and why you were using it. Um, you know, if you have a minute, uh, I'd love, you know, a little bit of insight to this. If not, I totally get it. Not a big deal, but you know, I'd really like to pick your brain about it. Most artists out there would be more than happy to go through and get back to you and talk to you about whatever you can imagine. Um, These are just some of the things that I've picked up on in life. And these are some of the things that I've done to improve my value and to increase my own personal value in the tattoos that I do. Um, You know, sometimes you pick up a technique or a concept and it doesn't work the way that you thought it would work. Maybe that technique or that material or that, uh, configuration or that machine or whatever, maybe it doesn't do it for you because there is no secret, you know, magical thing. That's going to make you tattoo incredibly. Um, a lot of it's hard work, a lot of it's practice, and a lot of it is experience. Um, that is the nature of this industry. You know, but every now and then you might get a little game changer tip on maybe, you know, instead of using like solid black to go through and do your uh, undertones, maybe you use a mid-tone gray, right, where it's going to make it dark enough. But if you're planning on layering over top of it with a dark color anyway, does it really have to be solid black? Makes you wonder, right? Um, little things can oftentimes go a very long way. We just have to remember that, you know, and we have to be willing to ask questions. You can't be afraid to ask questions. Even the most simple question, um, can be an absolute game changer, you know, based on how you ask it, right? Instead of asking, Oh, what black are you using? Say, why are you using that black over all of the other options that are out there? What made you choose that? You know, is there an added benefit? Is there an advantage to it? Is it, you know, blacker than all of the other blacks? Uh, Is it because you're sponsored? Is it, you know, and sometimes you will come across people that will say, oh man, I use this because, you know, that's, you know, my sponsorship game. And, you know, that's the only reason why I really use it because, you know, they basically give it to me for free or next to free, right? And there are going to be people out there that use certain things simply because of that fine um maybe that's their only explanation we don't know um and we might not ever know and that's okay but if they found what works for them great maybe it works for you maybe it doesn't work for you but you'll never know until you give it a shot so make a list write it down create your own little value table in your own little value notebook of what you bring to the table. This can really help you go through and realize what you're worth. And maybe you're struggling with justifying increasing your rates. Fine. Make that list and you'll, maybe you start to see like, oh, I really am worth this much money. You know, I've invested in, going here and getting tattooed by this person. And I've invested in taking the Reinventing the Tattoo course. And I was at the Paradise Gathering taking seminars. And I've done the Explorer Conference. And I've gone over here for this uh, art night, talking with this artist and how they create their art and how I can get better at creating art that stands out like that. You know, make that list. And very quickly, I think you'll realize your value. And it can help you. It's not going to be the answer, but it can definitely turn around and help you say, yes, I am worth this much money. I am worth increasing my rates because I've invested X amount of dollars into learning and achieving these achievements. My own two cents. This is kind of where I'm coming from. I'd love to hear some feedback from anyone that might be watching out there. Um, Feel free to drop a comment in the YouTube Feel free to drop a comment in any number of the other chats, um, and I will be happy to go through and um, you know reply to comments and take a look at different things. Maybe you've got a different perspective. If you do, by all means, feel free to hop over to reinventingthetattoo.com, hop on the live stream, let's have a discussion. Um, you know, I would be um, I would be really really interested to see you know, what are some of your comments? What are, nope, um, oh, trying to pull up some comments now. Um, let's see. Uh, do, do, do. I uh, believe that's this. Let's see here, let's see what comments, if we have any comments. Um, Don't know if we have any comments just yet. Uh, Let's see where people are watching from. Uh, and We'll pull this guy up as well. Um, Boom. Yeah. What are your opinions? What are your strategies? How do you value what you do? We got Tattoos by Spirit with us today. What's up, Spirit? I don't know if James Wisdom is with us or not. Um, I don't see his video, but if he is here, I hope he sends me like a message or something to let me know that he is still here. Because I'd love to get his opinion as well. Um, yeah, I don't know if uh, you caught the first part of today's spirit. Um, seems like the music's a little, uh, a little loud in the background. There you go, much better. What do you got going on today? Me?
1: Oh, I'm uh, doing a tattoo. Let me show you.
0: Oh, James Wisdom is with us. What's up, James?
1: Working on a Viking sleeve. Oh, that's coming along. Nice, dude. Thank you. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, that was cool spirit. Nice to see you, Jason. Nice to see oh, you too. Oh
0: thank God. Likewise, likewise. I'm just gonna be quiet. Just gonna listen to okay. Uh so James, I don't know if you caught the uh the first part of today, but um I wanted to go through, pick your brain and see if you had any comments. Um
1: uh yeah, I was uh I was listening. I, I had uh, too many tabs
0: open. I, I couldn't find the stream. Oh, uh, so. that happens. That happens.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. I really, I liked what you had to say. Uh, I guess, I guess the thing that occurs to me is that it, it, it's never enough. Is also, <laughs> it's also something that happens. So, um, very true. Uh, it's it's interesting. Like you, you really want to. I have this intrinsic motivation for, you know, pursuing, you know, value, but, uh, it's not ever gonna be enough. I mean, It doesn't matter what you end up achieving or what you end up sort of like, you know, you can charge the most or whatever. And it's still not gonna, you know, sort of, not gonna fill the hole in your soul. <laughs> you know It's mean? gonna have very, a very sort true. of like, uh, uh, that I think that little bit of insecurity, which is kind of important, and uh, uh, probably if you you know if you if you don't think you if you don't think you, you, don't think you have that, then you probably you know should just give up <laughs> 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 that because you've done it. You know you got it. That's all you need. You don't even do it anymore, right? But uh, um, yeah, so I, I guess I, uh, I there's a lot of what I you know I liked about what you said and the other part is like uh, the, the conversation of uh, being able to be okay sitting in that negativity of like, you know uh, I'm never gonna add enough value i'm never going to add enough like, sort of uh, um, uh like <laughs> it's weird it's like you don't want to you don't want to quit and give up you know you want to keep pursuing but also right. like be okay with like you know, you're, you you know, you're not okay you're not good <laughs> that's okay yeah <laughs> but it, not, it's a very it's not a a razor pep talk way not in a pep talk it's a razor <laughs> yeah. right
0: what's up spirit Uh, jason was talking about uh jason was talking about like
1: uh yeah he was talking about about adding value to you know yeah to what you do and i like uh i agree but also you know like uh not a not a justification for being lazy or for like uh, half-heartedness or something like that, or just as a, th- there is this sort of always a, um, a a lack. You know what I mean? And that's that's what gives you the space to move forward, right? right? Like because you you know because you you haven't you know you haven't achieved everything, which. Like would it, that would mean that you never could? You know, it can't be, that can't be sort of achieved? But uh, but you can be you can be the best. Uh, you know, in that moment, I suppose. You know what I mean? You can you can do the best that you possibly can, and that's I th- you know, and that's like worthwhile. So. But um, but yeah, that was <laughs> that, that's what I was thinking about. I was listening to you. That's what i was thinking about so
0: um, well i mean so and the reason why i was really you know looking forward to you jumping on here is because um i know that you know you've done quite a bit so far in your life and you know that's a big value add i am um, old that's true i mean (laughs) you're not old you've just accomplished a lot in a very short period of time and that's something that uh you know i i really I really look up to it's something that, you know, it makes it, it lights a fire in me where, you know, I now, you know, every time I talk to you, it's like, man, I really got to get on my game. I really got to do more. I really got to do more. I got to, you know, work a little bit harder. Um, And that's just my mindset. There are other people out there that might have a different mindset and they might say, Oh, well, I'll never be able to do that. You know? And that's, you know, self depreciating. Um, You can do that. You can put your mind to any, if you put your mind to anything, you could do it if you wanted to train right now to become a nasa astronaut and you really really wanted it you could do it um you know you could it, train for i think you passion. could
1: you could train for it you, could, you know, you know, could know. we do, we do it, have but i can't guarantee a, you'll be accepted there's a limit right there always is a limit yeah. and um but it's uh, uh but we we do uh um yeah i mean like you should uh be joyful in all things right (laughs) whatever your hand finds to do that should be the thing that like is uh um you know that you really are passionate about but yeah and i i guess it's uh yeah you you ought to put your mind to the things that you sort of find yourself involved with i think that's you know put your heart into it um uh and yeah, it's better to yeah, better to fail than to be afraid. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah.
0: I, I couldn't um, agree with sure. You should be
1: in life satisfied with
0: your accomplishments in life. Whenever I talk to you, you always got
1: something. You. you know what I mean?
0: Um, and so well,
1: your daily inspirations. Well, but you know what, question arm where you kind of feel self reflect? I missed it, I missed a bunch of that. Like every other word, I'm sorry, was yeah,
0: like and, uh, okay. So it wasn't just oh. no, I yeah, I wasn't sure. How
1: about, <laughs> is one this, is this better? One, two, three.
0: How about yes, this? is this better? Yeah, much better. All right, so much on, better. Machine, oh. Um so basically my question, you know, Jason, are, are you kind of on self in the sense that just have not done enough? Because every time I I look up I never I never think I've done enough ever. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. I and I never will. Um I I it's not that I don't um How can I put this? Uh, It's not that I don't think that I should be doing more. It's that I don't feel up to, uh, up to the standard quite yet. Mm -hmm. So, and that forces me and pushes me to do more, to be better, um, to constantly try to work on different things, to constantly try to improve different things um, to, you know, look at, you know, and I'm doing, I always do a lot of self-reflection, you know, I look at every tattoo that I've done and I try to get pictures of every tattoo that I do. Um, And I sometimes will sit down and just like stare at them, you know, for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, whatever it takes. And, you know, I'll go through and I'll nitpick them and I'll say, okay, for the next tattoo I do tomorrow, I need to work on this. For the next tattoo I do uh, that's color, I need to work on my color blends where I need to work on, uh, you know, maybe skipping around a little bit more working with different values. You know, I've got a lot of bright tones. I need to use more muted tones, um, you know, to really allow those bright tones to show forward, maybe I'll take it and I'll, I'll take a photo of that tattoo and I'll put it into grayscale. I'll desaturate it on my phone or my computer, and I'll look at the level of contrast that there is. And I'll say, okay, for the next tattoo that I do, I need to increase my contrast need to work with a lot more darks. I need to work with, uh, you know, a lot more heavy black shading. Um, You know, it's it's something I'm constantly doing so that I can get better. Um, Now, whether or not I remember those self-critiques that I give myself is a different story. Because most of the time, those are just thoughts floating around in my head and I don't write them down. And if I don't, I'm one of those people where if I don't write things down, there's a very good chance I tend to forget them. Um, so I need to start getting better at that. So that's something else I need to work on.
1: I think um, I think that's what I was like, sort of, that's what I was talking about was really like, you can resolve those things, like, you know, the, those technical bits, like I should, maybe start using the perfect amount of black ink every time or um, perfect, uh, like balance of saturated. And, you know, right. neutralized or something but uh you, you get to there and then there'll be a new problem will occur. absolutely you know what i mean so like even this note-taking thing like, you know, <laughs> we should we should all quest yeah. to take better notes you know what i mean but perfect note-taking will uh you know uh will help you realize that there's something else <laughs> that you forget to do because yeah. so, um
0: so, but that's what I think. That's uh, great. I was going to say. Uh, I
1: mean, that's that's awesome to like you know like uh, what yeah. you're saying is the is is a good way to go to not treat <laughs> it so precious to to be more uh, open to the criticality, whether it's you know your own or from uh, you know uh, like it could it doesn't have to be from people who are uh, you know uh, who you deem to be like. sort of... Uh, like right. more experienced than it. It could, it could come from all kinds of places, and, and sometimes it's sort of like these uh, uh, it's just everyday folks that could say something that, like, I, I never thought of it that way. I didn't see it in this light, and that helps you uh, more, you know what I mean, than just, uh, you know, certainly the thinking that it's so great. Um, uh, Mickey made a comment. I'm not sure if you can see it. But, uh, yeah, uh, yep. And- what does he say? Uh, uh,
0: Mickey Schlick yeah. made the comment. I think it's also about how you train and your willingness to put yourself under pressure to meet your goals. Nobody else can do that for you, and that's words of wisdom right there. Um, that is like, I'm I'm probably gonna be outside raking leaves in a little bit, just running through that comment in my head. Thanks, Mickey. Thanks. Really appreciate it. You got me stuck on something now. And now that's all I'm going to be thinking about today. Thank you. Come on, man. You can't be throwing deep thoughts like that at me all the time. Like that's, it's a lot. Um, but it is true. You know, you have to, you are the only one that can achieve your goals because you are the only one that can go through and define your goals. Um, you have to put yourself under pressure. You have to give yourself deadlines. You have to work hard for those goals. Um, and that's the way that it goes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you can laugh all you want, Mickey, but thanks. Um, you know, but that's, it's the truth. Um, you have to train yourself to work under pressure and meet your goals and you have to work relentlessly on them. You know, I'm, it's not that I'm trying to become a, you know, you know, tattoo master or anything. Um, I'm just trying to do better, a better tattoo tomorrow than I did today. And it's just a little bit, a little bit of self-analysis can really, really go a long way. Um, And that's, I mean, there's no getting around it. That's what it is. It's just improve, even if it's just a little bit, you know, on every tattoo that you do. Now, there we all have off days. We all have days where, you know, things could be better. Things could have gone better. Maybe we run into an unexpected situation or an unexpected problem. Or maybe, you know, the stars just don't align that day for some reason. Fine. Improve the next day. Improve the next one. Um, you know, constantly try to improve everything that you're doing. Um, but you don't have to improve it a thousand percent overnight. Sit back, learn from your experiences, look at the work that you've done, and improve a bit better the next day. You know, obviously try to do the best tattoo that you've ever done with every tattoo. You know, um, it's just a philosophy that I was taught all long time ago about tattooing and you know it's kind of stuck with me ever since um you know every tattoo that you do should be the best tattoo that you've ever done you know and it just goes to show like yeah you know it's all about little bits of improvement here and little bits of improvement there and building on that improvement you know i look at a um a cover up i did the other day very successful cover up um very solid color you know great saturation um but i was looking at the tones that i was using and a lot of them are very very pure saturated tones and i remember looking at that saying okay i probably should have used more muted tones here this could have used more contrast there um i like the way that this turned out but also at the same time i think this could be improved upon You know, don't be afraid to pat yourself on the back for things that you do well, though, uh, because that goes a long way. We can't always just purely beat ourselves apart, um, you know, just on every tattoo that we do. Uh, We have to compliment ourselves and pat ourselves on the back for the stuff that we know we nailed. Uh, So not saying that it can't be improved because there's always room for improvement, but it's always good to to give ourselves some props on, you know, Hey, maybe I executed this really tricky tattoo in a fraction of the time I thought it was going to take. Right. Awesome. Yeah. That pat yourself on the back. That means you're getting more efficient. You know, that means you're starting to get those techniques down. That means that you're starting to really improve on what you're doing. Great. Do that. Yeah, pat yourself on the back for it because that's an accomplishment. Um, Maybe you take it, you take the tattoo that you did, you put it into grayscale, and you realize that there's a great amount of contrast there. Wonderful. Pat yourself on the back for it. And make sure that you do the same thing on the next one. Um, You know, constant repetition and what we do that works well is what's really going to help us evolve, and it's what's really going to help us achieve that next level. Um, that's my two cents on it. It is what it is. Uh, but you know, there's always something that we could be focusing on with every tattoo. Uh, I look at some of the black and gray work that I've done over the past year. Um, even as recently as six months ago and I look at it and I'm just like, there is no contrast in this. It's almost purely mid-tone. Like there's no, I don't have extreme darks. I don't have extreme lights. um, I don't have a really dynamic contrast range. And, you know, as of last week when I was working on that Gorilla, um, you know, I really wanted to go through and really work on creating more of a dynamic contrast. uh, Because I know it's something that I personally need to improve upon you know, use super dark darks, use super bright, brights, you know, but make sure that you're doing it in a good contrast and in a good ratio. Um, You know, are, do you have areas of line, no line, hard edge? Um, Do you have areas of vague detail and sharp detail? Um, You know, are you really creating that depth? Do you have any areas that are, You know, um, dark and dark or light and light. Are those being used in the appropriate way? Do you really have separation of different elements within the tattoo? You know, these are all questions that I ask myself with every tattoo that I look at that I do. And some I do very successfully and some I know that I need to improve upon. Um, but a lot of it comes down to self critique. You know, you don't always have to have, you know, some upper, you know echelon or you know super famous tattoo artists critique your work. A lot of times they're going to point out things that you already notice. You know, so why take the time to do that? I'm not saying don't get their opinion if you have the option to, but you know, take the time and do what you do. Um and look at what you need to improve upon. Um yeah. Uh, now you're using a rotary today, Spirit. Still there? Hello. I think Spirit froze.
1: Well, I had uh, I had a, something I wanted to ask you about, so yeah. I'm getting ready to. Go to Puerto Rico for the International mm-hmm. Tattoo Convention in Puerto Rico. And uh, so I've never flown with ink before. And I'm curious, like, what are some – can you give me some tips uh, on flying with, uh, flying oh. with ink? I'm going I'm I'm to okay, take down so, notes. I'm going to write down notes.
0: All right. Um, in fact, I could probably grab – you know what, if you hold for one second, I'll be happy to go over some of this with you. I don't really have, actually, I think I can move that camera over. Um, well, let me let me grab a couple of things real quick and I'll walk you through how I would pack up um, if it's possible. Um, essentially, what I like to do is I like to, to cover three different ways of each bottle. Uh, which is extreme overkill you don't have to use every method but it does help especially to ensure that you know say you've got uh your favorite colors with you or you're only traveling with black and gray sets well if you're traveling with a four ounce bottle of black and that bottle explodes it's just going to be a nightmare and i say that because it's happened to me um Not that I recommend traveling with four ounce bottles, if at all possible, the most you will ever need is a one ounce bottle of whatever color you're using. Because remember, you're there for three days. You are not going to go through an entire ounce of any given color in three days. I do not care who you are. I do not care what you do. I do. I mean, maybe Philip Blue will go through uh, one ounce of black, maybe, but he'll also knock out two full sleeves in a day right? Most artists out there, I always say, estimate on doing, you know, three, to uh, at the most three to four tattoos a day tops, um, to have time for setup, proper breakdown and execution of the tattoo, uh, as well as any potential drawing that you may have to do anything like that. Um, plan for doing three to four tattoos a day, anything more than that. And, you're really pushing the time limits of the convention um so there's three basic ways i've seen people wrap their bottles the first way is to go through and take like a large um i believe they are number 12 in caps or maybe they're 14s um, but the, not the stable ink caps not the kind with the flat base you want the actual like regular old school big lip at the top ink cap. Take those. Um, you take a large cap and that should fit right down at the top in the top of the bottle itself. Obviously, make sure everything's clean. Make sure you're, you're wearing gloves and all that stuff. Um, then they would screw the top back on. Um, in fact, let me go grab uh, if you write if you have the right caps to go in the top of the bottle under the top. Do that. Also bag them up in groups of five or so. Yeah, that way it's localized. Um, Give me one second. I'm going to grab a little bit of plastic wrap. And um, I'm going to show you an alternate method with a bottle of ink that I happen to have on hand. So hold, please. I will be right back. Yeah,
1: so this one. And while Jason is off getting some ink bottles, I would love to invite you to join me Mondays at 9 a.m. for Drawing for tattoos right here on Reinventing. Um, Jason shows up to that sometimes, too, but it'd be great to see you there. Um, Yeah, we draw stuff and we talk art. So, uh, yeah, Mondays, 9 a.m. Drawing for tattoos.
0: Okay. So, so this is a, um, hopefully you guys can still hear me. So this is a, a technique that, um, does work in a pinch. If you don't happen to, if you're one of those fancy people that uses like hex caps or, um, those little ink trays or whatever, and you don't happen to have large caps on hand, this is a technique that I like to use every now and then. Um essentially you've got like your ink bottle and I should probably uh just because you know copyrights and all that and not trying to do anything to make anyone angry. So I'm just gonna cover the label on this real quick. Uh, good enough, right? So you've got your ink bottle, right? Um, so what I typically like to do, uh, when you're trying to travel, I'm trying to make sure I've got space here to do this the right way. Um, so I'm going to unscrew the cap, right? Set that aside on like a paper towel or whatever is handy. Um, now I, once again, I always recommend doing this with gloves on, making sure everything's nice and clean. What I'll then do is take a bottle bag or plastic wrap or shrink wrap or whatever. Um, And I don't exactly have scissors here, but that's okay. I'll just use pocket knife. That does tear pretty easily. So tear off a piece of plastic wrap, or if you have the chance, use a bottle bag um, and use a double thick, you know, use both pieces of the plastic. Um, for this, I'm just going to double it up because all I have is plastic wrap on hand, so I'm doubling up the thickness and I'm going to lay that right over top of my bottle. Okay, make sure it goes down all the way over each of the threads, you know, I'll hold it like that. Take your cap, it goes right back on over top of the plastic. Okay make sure everything's nice and tight. If there's any excess plastic, I'll try to wrap that around the bottle lid just as like an extra layer of precaution. And then I'll actually go through and take more plastic wrap and I'll wrap the whole bottle. Um, What this is gonna do is this is going to help contain, if anything happens during pressurization or depressurization, um of the pigments in flight Um, you don't have to use like the six inch shrink wrap like i'm using you can use a big one um i like to start out here at the top wrap it over the top and then around a little bit what happens is every now and then during pressurization or depressor pressurization of the luggage compartment in airplanes things expand things contract um you know and that can make things things difficult um that can make things and ink explode it can give them room um so i've gone through and i've gone around the sides at an angle with my plastic wrap so it's all the way underneath and then i'll come back up trying to keep everything in view. Wrap it all the way around, tear it off. So now I've got a double measure, uh, double safe. If any any of the ink comes out of this, great. I mean, well, not great, but you know, it is what it is. If anything like that happens, it's gonna be self-contained within the plastic on the bottle as well. Um so as long as it's not like pouring out pigment everywhere I know I'm going to be fine. Um worst case scenario little bit of ink gets inside the plastic wrap. So as I'm peeling off the plastic wrap I'm wiping everything down, getting rid of all of the excess stuff. Um you know, it it's one of the many ways to do it, but as Mickey pointed out, um thread tape used for plumbing Another great one, another great option. Now that's not going to cover the actual opening of the bottle. So be aware of that. Um, that's not going to prevent pigment from leaking out. But if you use plastic wrap like thread tape and it's got that cover over the top of the actual opening of the bottle, you should be just fine. Um, that It's one of many different ways to do it. Um, sometimes you can get little ink caps that fit just right in the middle of the bottle of the top of the bottle. Those work great. Uh, but you have to be kind of careful and I wish I had one to show you. I I actually think they're number nine pipe caps. Um, tattoo ink caps, by the way, we kind of stole the idea from the plumbing world. Um, those are known as pipe caps um, to cap off different types of cut pipe. Um, so if anyone out there is ever on Amazon and you're looking for cheap ink caps, you can always do an Amazon search for pipe caps. Um, and they come in different sizes. There's like, uh, number 12s, number nines, number 14s, and those all have a direct correlation to the diameter of the into the interior diameter of the pipe. Um, There are certain pipe caps that do work to cap off bottles. That by far is one of the most successful ways I've ever transported pigment. Um, You know, everyone does things a little bit differently. What I would also recommend doing, if you get the chance, um, go out to um, somewhere like uh, any type of like cooking place or something like that you'll find some of these to-go containers that actually have a pressure seal around the edge to keep fluids in. Um, and not like your normal, like, um, you know, to-go or like meal prep containers. They actually have two like little hooks that come down and will hold on to the lid. What I like to do is categorize my pigments. So I'll do like blues, teals, and greens and one. And then I'll do like reds, yellows, and oranges in another. Um, I'll do purples and like gray tones in another one. And then I'll do like black, my gray washes, and white in a, a fourth. Um, it's another different way of doing it, but it works really, really well. Uh, but yeah, I use that same technique every time I'm packing up every bottle. Best advice I can give you, limit the colors that you're bringing. Um, Go with a bare minimum palette. If you know you can mix this teal color that you use all the time from this blue and this green, just bring that blue and that green and don't bring the teal. You know, it cut down on what you bring and you'll be surprised at how well you can do. Um, I've worked entire conventions before where I've had You know 50 different colors with me and all i ended up doing all weekend was black and gray work so it's like you never really know what people are gonna want but it's always nice to have it and be prepared for it in case it does come by i always travel with like a bare minimum set so i'll have like one or two yellows um a couple of reds like one or two reds one or two blues uh one or two purples maybe one or two greens and then, um, my gray wash set, black and white. That was so a lot. You is, just, uh,
1: that was a lot of colors that you <laughs> listed off too. Though. I'm just saying, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: but no, oh, I, I'm not, a I'm rack. Not, yeah, I don't yeah. bring,
0: I don't bring like teals. I don't bring <laughs> right. oranges. Right. I don't bring any of this stuff like muted purple. I'm not going to bring that. I can mix that. Totally. You know, I'll add a drop of purple to like an opaque gray. Um, you know, and boom, there's my, there's my fig or whatever color for sure, you know, which is actually a really good neutral tone. Um, I, I highly recommend it.
1: I like what you're saying. And I, you know, um, thank you for all of the tips because that's, you know, super valuable. You know, my, my colleague just popped in and it's like, like, Oh, they're telling you how to, <laughs> how to fly with ink. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. So yeah, thank you for that. Uh, and thank you Mickey for the, for the advice as well. And also, you know, uh, so you're you're saying like we need to learn how to limit our palette right limiting the palette yes so crucial because really like you know from a from a visual standpoint like you know
0: tonal value
1: is probably the most important thing and then color sits on top of that and um right and contrast is about difference so you know it's all the all the different things that you can do you know like that's going to bring, like, interest and stuff to the picture, but um, I guess that, I, you know, I, whenever I come on here, I like to talk about it, but, like, you know, uh, the, the FDA is going to regulate our inks, and that's going to change the nature of your palette, So
0: <laughs> you should get, I guess, get used. Stock up on your thallo blues well, <laughs> now. Stock up on your thallo greens maybe, now. Maybe, yeah. Get- Stock up on everything so that that way when it gets banned, you can turn around and be like, I have the last bottle of this color in existence. That might be
1: true. Yeah, that might be, that might also, you know, doomsday about it. But I guess the other thing too is like, you know, learning how to limit your palette is going to be a really important skill. Uh, it's going to be something, you know, it's going to add this value that we're talking about. And then also, um, I mean, it really should be, uh, it should be your choice, what you limit your palate to, right? Like, based on what is, uh, you know, again, sorry, proven safe through, you know, industry use, there is like, you know, there's real world testing of all of these products. And so, you know, what is a good product? You, through you know, good old fashioned word of mouth and through, you know, uh, through your own sort of uh, uh, anecdotal, uh, you know, observations, you figure out what works well for, for your clients who you care about, you know, that's what you want, you care about them and the work that they get. So limiting your palate should be about your, those choices rather than arbitrary regulatory bodies that like, you know, tell us what we, you know, what we can and can't use. Um, again, I got to hope that it's going to be in the spirit of making things safer. I do. I hope that, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, uh, doom and gloom. But again, if we look at the experience of tattooers in Europe and what they've had to go through, um, I don't think that, I don't think Americans are going to like it. <laughs> I'm just that's that's what I'm speculating here. I just I don't think Indeed, I don't not. think Americans are gonna like that shit. So, um, no. you know, I would. I, I guess I wish that like in every order that you got from your supplier, whether it's you know your your needles or your inks or whatever you're getting, that that these suppliers, distributors, manufacturers were sending out information about this. I wish they would. So I wish wish I've got
0: another comment on that, too. Like, I think I I'm a personal believer and I saw a recent post on uh, Instagram about this. But why can't tattoo pigment manufacturers actually put the level of light fastness on their pigments? Why is it such a hard thing to do?
1: There needs to be more testing probably and i support that i think there should be more testing there should be more information there should be labeling and you know and all of that stuff
0: but so the testing's been done Mm -hmm. they know when they buy the dry powder to mix those pigments right they know what the light fastness of that pigment is and it's directly supplied by the manufacturer of those ground pigments Mm -hmm. um why can that not be put on the bottle
1: yeah
0: why is why is it such a big thing Um, because I would love to go through and choose my color palettes based on the ultimate light fastness of the colors that I use. Um, but if we don't know that, how can we utilize that information, you know, in what we, what colors we want to use? Um, you know, it's something that I'm, I'm always curious about and it's something that I, it's not the pigment. Um, uh, yeah, this is super huge cause they don't have it and the sun will fuck up everything and they cannot use a clear to protect it. It's not the pigment. Uh, good input, Mickey, um, real good input. Uh, Mickey also said you can get many different colors from different companies and different mediums that have different light fastnesses. It's, it's a big thing. Um, I mean, the disappearing orange is like one of the best cases, but at the same time, if you know you can mix an orange and the right orange for what you're trying to do from a yellow and a red, limit your palette. mix it up. If you need to, um,
1: sometimes it's just not as intense. It's not as intense as you wish. You know what I mean? You really want it to be, but I mean, uh, like ultimately there, there is going to be a real relationship to like colors relative. Right. So, like, if, if you really want to make, you know, an orange stand out, like, it's going to be what surrounds it that ultimately brings out its orange True. quality, its oranginess. But, I mean, there are, there are more, you know, intense forms of various, of, of all these hues that we're talking about. And the, the problem is, I mean, again, like, so what you're talking about, like, like what we see on Pigment, Tubes, you know, or paint paint tubes or something, the light fastness and stuff. Maybe there's something equivalent in in tattooing, but uh, like, and maybe that would be something good that could come out of the legislation, the regulations that are going to happen. There could be more labels, there could be more information, more points of data for you to make informed choices. But, you know, it's possible. (laughs) There's a a possibility that, you know, that things get taken away. Um, And, you know, what will take their place? You know, God only knows who is going to be, Who gets to say, and that's, I think that's the real, uh, um, that's the unknowing part, the part that ought to cause some anxiety because we can't know until it happens. And it's going to be, it's going to be something that will be harder to change once it's in place. Rather than, let's say, right now, this little period, six-month moratorium on the, you know, uh, on the regulations going into uh, being, you know, put in place. So, but that's probably it. You know what I mean? As soon as this, you know, probably the middle of next year or something like that, there, you're going to hear about it. And it'll, you know, like, yeah, it, maybe it won't be uh, as big of a deal as.
0: That's it's when I saying. think you're going to start to hear the purge siren sound. And, <laughs> you know. Maybe
1: no. Well, I mean, at the same time,
0: everyone stay in your houses. The, the tattooers time. are out again, right?
1: But at the same time, if it, if you're not if you're not allowed, if if a certain formulation isn't allowed anymore, you're not really you're not going to be allowed to use it. I don't know what that means, but it you know it's basically uh, you know you're putting yourself uh, you're exposing yourself to, to liability. That's all I'm saying. I'm not suggesting that there's going to be some police force that's going to come and make sure that your inks are whatever, but I am saying that like you're exposing yourself you're at, to more risk. That's a, that would be true, you know. Like what? Like what ink did you use on this particular tattoo? Called uh, the band one. <laughs> what date was that? Okay, during its prohibition. Yeah. Well, okay, so fuck you now. So that's all I'm saying. Right. Is that it could be uh could be a really sticky, messy uncomfortable thing and it's that's the thing too it could be stuff that you think you you would you really wouldn't imagine that there's anything wrong with it you've been using it your whole career you know your your mentor used it too the same same from the same place now isn't now is not okay anymore. um again if it's in this it really is in the spirit of like making things better you know I don't, it's, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, smoking cigarettes is, uh, is bad, you know, uh, and people yeah. didn't really know for a long time. So, um,
0: well, but even, even when they did know, you know, now we get into the situation of like, yeah, people are well aware that like, they will kill you. Like, it's going to happen. They are not good for you in any way. And yet you still have people out there that choose to smoke cigarettes. That's where some people would come in with an argument and say, you know what, this is my personal choice, you know, that I'm choosing to do this. And I know it's not exactly healthy for me, but you know what? I want what I want.
1: Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it could it could also be this thing. It's like it's going to kill you. It's just going to take ninety years. That's also a, right. <laughs> there's a it, it, right, right. it really is kind of the you know um, there, there is a beyond yeah. good and evil here in all of this. And so you know um, people are allergic to some tattooing. That's true. It's not. Yes. It doesn't work for everybody. So is it you know is it like perfectly safe all the time? You can't say that. But, yeah. For the vast majority, people, yeah. the, you know, cool. the importance of getting it, you know, certainly outweighs those risks, and, uh, and there, there usually isn't all of these sort of negative consequences that you know could be imagined up. So there's a. Uh, um, this is the thing. This is the business we've chosen. This is what we do. <laughs> so you know, you have to kind of. Uh, be, be, a, be aware be informed of it you know that's it don't know what's gonna happen might not be that might not be a bad uh a bad thing might not be a big deal but if it is you, if it is it's gonna you know that that sucks it's that's awesome. yeah if it is it's, it's, that sucks so. Well,
0: that's why I'm I'm trying to get a, a leg up on it. And I'm trying to go through and limit my palettes now. And, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, uh, some of the colors that I choose for you know, the palette, the hopefully, none of them go away. But you know, if they do, I'll, I'll make it work in some aspect. You gotta roll with it. Yeah. yeah. No. I, I, yeah. Well, yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's. I, I've
1: heard that before. People that just they, they, they I just. Do black and gray, um, right? I just do black and gray, or I just do this or that or whatever, and it's it's like uh, you know, like you're missing the point.
0: <laughs> you know, you're missing the point of like
1: you know being intruded upon. That is the thing that's uh, that's a matter here. You know, just because you don't feel like it's going to affect you directly doesn't mean that it's uh, um, you know you should you should be asleep on it. You know. It really, it really is uh, uh it could impact so many different areas that's you know that's something that uh, everybody should be aware of a uh, creature said something i'm interested in how this info will affect us in the spring me too i don't know <laughs> <laughs> gonna see <laughs> we'll, all find out.
0: we'll all find out together uh, that's uh
1: yeah it's, it's yeah, something's gonna happen that's that's for sure Oh yeah. Uh, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, why why are our why are our manufacturers and distributors saying more about it? I don't. Know. Um, you know, I, I, I bet if you called and asked them, they, you know, they wouldn't have any information to give you. So
0: probably um, there's
1: information on the on APT's website, safetattoos.com, uh, tattoos.com. Um, go join
0: the APT if you have not already. Go join. It, if I, you, you know, know you this have, is a big thing it is
1: it is a big it, it really is a, um like it ends up being about like you know, if you pay your dues then you are contributing to an overall project so that's a that is something to consider but even if you don't uh there's still information there that you can you can readily check out easily see what's happening so that might be the first step you know and if you feel compelled after that um that that might be maybe might worth considered but you know you can check out what's you know they they have centralized the information about yeah. what's happening yeah um, so if you haven't heard about this then, you know go there check it out see what's uh see what's on going on down the road yeah so.
0: yeah awesome um yeah i'm So this year I'm actually bringing my small little stencil printer down. So if we need um, any stencils run, we can run those right at the booth uh, uh, we don't have to, there was a a big issue the other year down in Puerto Rico. This was a few years back where uh, the event organizers didn't have a stencil machine or somewhere to run stencils. And um, I was, I think one of two people at the show that had like a little pocket jet stencil printer. So I was, getting slammed by people all over the place like oh this person needs a stencil this oh yeah tell them to come over you know i've got like eight pieces of stencil paper left you know it can't be anything big but you know if it's small i can run it on the same piece as this guy you know um but i'll have that down there with us um so we can go through and do that i'll also have some loose like hand trace stencil paper in case anyone wants to do hand trace stuff um You know, it depends on what people want to get done, and you know, what what they want essentially. But I'm I always try to go with a minimum setup, uh, especially because if all goes well, uh, I'm going to be hanging out with Anthony Tex on Sunday uh, at noon, um, and we'll we'll see what happens. Um, But so I know Sunday I'm there's a pretty good chance I might not be doing any tattoos but there's always a chance i will so i'm gonna plan for doing like one or two small ones um or like one medium-sized one if if things go well and i end up getting the entire weekend booked out great um you know but i'm not exactly counting on that happening so i always bring like a a bare minimum setup with me while i'm down there uh but like i said people are People are trying to get all types of different stuff. Um, You know, skulls are always popular. So I I stocked up on those. I've got a whole bunch of different like colors, uh, styles of different things that I'm bringing down. I got 15 brand new designs I'm bringing down with me. Um, I was shooting for 20 and I still might try to get to 20, but we'll see. That's going to be kind of tricky, but I think 15 is a good number uh to bring down with me for this year. So uh that's
1: what I'm gonna bring yeah. lots of skulls. That's I mean bring skulls, skulls so. bring <laughs> skulls bring
0: flowers bring you know whatever you can yeah. think of. I'm gonna bring um, I want to
1: bring skulls and roses and stuff.
0: So uh that's what I'm yeah. looking forward to. Yeah. Hey I got a hey, jet thank you means. so much for this it was always like uh thank you and
1: it's a pleasure and um, hopefully see you tomorrow 9 a.m yes. right. Peace.
0: Excellent. Take care. And we're back to me. I did want to go through and say thank you to everyone. It is getting to be that time. Um, Thank you to everyone that was watching today. Hopefully you guys learned some new stuff um, and improved your skill set. This is Jason Leeser. And thank you for joining me for Skill Building Sunday here live on the Reinventing the Tattoo channel. Um, And we do do this every Sunday at 1 p.m. Uh, We have skill building Sunday with me, Jason Leeser. If anyone has any questions, if you like today's show, make sure to go through and hit that like and subscribe button down at the bottom of the page Um, and make sure that you can stay up to date for all of the new upcoming shows coming at you over the next couple of weeks. Um, This has been absolutely awesome. Thank you all very much for joining me today. As always, if anyone wants to reach out to me directly, and you guys have an idea for a show or a topic you want to discuss. If you're looking for a design or a tattoo critique, you can always shoot me a direct message right up here on Instagram at Philly Inc., or you can email me directly at Jason at reinventingthetattoo.com. Thank you very much, everyone. As always, it has been an honor to go through and host this show for you. Um, thank you very much, and I will see everyone next week where next week's topic will be covering convention prep. Um, So that's going to be one that you don't want to miss. Thank you very much, everyone. I hope you guys have a great day. And if you're anything like me, you're going to be outside raking leaves for most of the day today. Uh, Joy. Uh, They might be great to look at, but when they fall and you have to clean them up, it becomes a pain. But thank you guys very much. And I will talk to you again next Sunday at 1 p.m. Cheers.